Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Say Something Interesting. It's been a two-week break, everybody, and we are back in the saddle. Megan is with me, as always. Hello. And uh, my name is Brent, and uh, this is Say Something Interesting, a follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities. It follows up and supplements what we talked about on Sunday, but then all, all in all, just hopefully a good half hour of your week. And uh, Megan, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah? Yeah. Did you have a good break? I did. I did not do anything at all. Perfect. It was... Laziest week yeah, of the year. Yeah, laziest week of the year, for sure. Um, I, the wind, so we started in Kenwick, we started school last Thursday and the Wednesday before I like cleaned my apartment. Cause I was like, I have to do something. Yeah. I gotta be productive. <laughs> Cause I know I'm not going to be pro- like, be able to do this the rest of January. So I have to clean, I have to clean this so that it's clean before I start back to school. Yeah. So our kids started this morning. This was, today was mm-hmm. their finally back to school day today. And, uh, they were dragging. It was, yeah. it was tough. <laughs> And I talked to London Tough yesterday. weekend leading up to it. Not just this morning, but... Yeah. I yeah. talked to London yesterday and she was like, I'm not ready for school. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I re-listened to the podcast uh, uh-huh. from our last one, which if you haven't listened to it, I bring all three of my kids on right before Christmas. Yeah. In fact, we recorded it right after church on Sunday. And then... Uh, it was just like contained chaos. Well, barely contained chaos. Yeah. <laughs> and I listened to it in the car with Grayson. Uh-huh. And I'm watching him in the, in the rear view mirror listening to himself. And every time he'd talk, he would just he would just smile and light up. He wouldn't say anything in the back. He'd just be like, "That's my voice." That's my voice. And then uh, yesterday, Kylie, uh, not uh, not Kylie, London, asked me, um, "Hey, can me and and I can't remember which friend, but she named a friend. Mm-hmm. We want to start a podcast. Can we come and record?" <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. And I was like, "Who's gonna edit? How are you gonna post it? What are you gonna? Never mind. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Come on in. Sit with some microphones and." So there you go. That's uh, <laughs> coming soon to a podcast app near yeah. you. I wonder what they're going to call it. I don't know. What would they call it? It's Man, I have so many questions for her now. <laughs> I'm going to have to have a talk with her about it. <laughs> and we apologize for, uh, in listening back to it, like these microphones are directional. Uh-huh. And so you really have to like speak into the front of them. And occasionally she just... <laughs> So if she does her own, you know, she she was just kind of random. So there would be like cuts out. It wasn't Chris's fault. It's our fault for the editing process or yeah. the, the the recording, recording. process. Yeah. And uh, so she'll, she's going to have to figure that out if she's going to do a podcast. Otherwise, well, it's gonna I be, mean, she's pretty. Otherwise, her podcast could be called just bits of silence every once in a while that makes you go, <laughs> what's going on? Random Wh- bits of silence. Yeah. Why was that? That's not funny. Why is everybody laughing? So anyways. Uh, yeah, we had a good break. Uh, took London up skiing up oh, to fun. Bluewood. I went to White Pass. Did you? Nice. We went tubing. Nice. My on New Year's Day, some friends and I, and uh, there. So it was uh, two of my friends, and there. Uh, she was still three then. Uh, she turned four on Saturday, but and then one other friend of mine, and we went tubing, and the three year old was like beast mode on this tubing hill. Nice. She went down with like in our laps a few times, and then um was like, nope, I'm doing this myself. And she like drug her tube up the hill herself. And Wait, does they have a little <clears throat> rope toe or something like that? No, no. Just... I mean, it's not a very big hill. It's super. It's like a really small tubing hill. Okay. On White Pass, but um. Yeah, she drugged the tube up herself. Do you bring your own tube or do you rent one? You can bring your own tube. It has to be soft-sided, though. They have, like, requirements for what it is. Okay. So you don't um, take somebody out of the, at the Yeah. News. Like, you can't have a hard-sided sled or right. something. It has to be a tube or whatever. But they also have tubes you can rent. Um, yeah, and they have little, they have, like, three two-hour sessions during the day or the, on specific days. Do they charge it? For, I mean, how much? How? Yeah, it's, like, $5.00. I think it's like eight dollars for like the hill time, and yeah. then five dollars if you rented a tube. Okay, so 
Cool. Um, yeah, it was really fun. Because I think uh, I was talking with somebody when we took, because I, I took London up with me to go mm-hmm. skiing. And, and but I think Grace and Joe were just a little too young. Uh, to, I don't know. It, the coordination, the I, I just don't know if they would have fun with that. But they would love sledding, especially yeah. if it was only for like two hours mm-hmm. stint. So that might be an option for us. So we will definitely be looking into Yeah, I think White that. Pass is do they do their tubing now on like weekends and holidays. Nice. So like during winter break it was every day cuz right. they were people who Traffic, would tube every right. day. Yeah. Um but now it's going to be like weekends and holidays. So that makes sense. So there's your yeah. uh, winter sledding update if you're yeah. looking for a fun family thing to do. <laughs> and White Pass Check is super, out. very, like, small and cute and just a good, like, Never place. skied up there before, yeah. but I need to go check so that my out My grandpa sure. actually, my that's where my mom grew up skiing, and my grandpa uh, developed a lot of the trails, like the ski trails that oh, cool. are up there. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Good deal. And uh, we have not, we, we took a week off of the podcast because we didn't have a Sunday service on the, the second, second? No, no, the 30th, 30th, 30th December 30th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that was kind of a fun, those are always the fun Sundays. Like I was going to bed on Saturday night and we were like, Kyla and I were like, we could stay up and watch a movie tonight. We could do <laughs> like, and I got to sleep in on Sunday and That's I did exciting. nothing but watch football. Guys, I get it. I get, <laughs> I now understand why you come at 945 or uh-huh. 1115 or just uh-huh. don't come at all yeah. and say, I'll catch up on the podcast. <laughs> it was glorious. I mean, I don't know uh-huh. if I would want to do it every week, but. We uh, we did not like go somewhere else. We just kind of took it easy, and yeah. it was it was really nice. Always always good times, but it did feel like a long stint from when we last saw people, and so we were super excited to kind of get back into yeah. it and kick off a brand new series on minimalism yesterday and introduce the world to uh, Marie Kondo. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. No, Everybody else is like. You're now finding you out like about a Marie Kondo. Cheer in first service. This you oh, said yeah. her name, there and this woman definitely was like a cheering section. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I didn't even know about her Netflix show. And after service, I had no less than six people go, oh, hey, hey, did you know that she also has a Netflix show? I'd be like, oh, that's cool. First time I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then I'd walk around the corner. Oh, hey, Brent, did you know she has a Netflix show? I'm like, she also has a book, guys. You guys should read. Just kidding. Just totally kidding. Uh, and I then, think this show is pretty recent. Like, Yeah, I think it, it is. Started, and the book's a so, few years old. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I, I included on the, uh, on the notes section this week, I'm gonna try and do this more. This is my plan for this year of including some of my research behind the scenes, like, so that you have this podcast, but then Mm -hmm. also like, um, I found a New York times article on the, the, like the evolution of the story behind her book. Um, because when it first came out, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't very well known. She was a first time author and, um, uh, so it wasn't until a New York times author or, um, editorial person picked it up and goes, hey, this is actually pretty good. And then it started beginning to take off. So anyways, uh, some of that backstory. And then also it dives into some of her, um, some of her, uh, she followed her around as she did her travels. The editor? The the reporter or Mm -hmm. whatever. And got to see her and um, talks about what she packed when she traveled and how she went on shows and did things and some of her staff and how not even all of uh, her staff are con- <laughs> converts, KON converts. Uh-huh. Um, uh, like one of them was like dealing with like this grief and guilt over like, oh, I, I haven't even done it for myself. Or like I have this, I have this secret, um, 
what did she call it? It was a stamp collection or something like that <laughs> that she like hid under her bed because she should be it should be gone, right? But I, I but I don't know. Like it I sounds like it brings but it you joy. joy yeah. yeah. Why would you not keep yeah, it? I don't but know. She, I don't know. It was like uh, yeah, but I'm hanging on to nostalgia. That's I think the big thing for. For her is trying yeah. to say you, we all keep things because we remember we associate memories with objects and we'll never fit into those jeans again or that shirt again or we'll never wear it just because of style but, but we hang on to it because we like the memory that it invokes in us or mm-hmm. uh, evokes from us um, but like get rid of those those memories don't go away you can you can have those types yeah. of things I've heard other like uh, organizational guru type people because I was I had a phase of life where I watched TLC self-help kind of shows a lot and they had a lot of organization ones and they, when they would counsel people with stuff like that and they'd say, yeah, but this just means a lot to me. And they'd say, okay, well then it should be in a prominent place in your house. Yeah. Oh no, I don't want that. Yeah. Right. You should, then if you, if it's really important to you of that memory, then you need to give it a place of honor in your home. And if you aren't willing to give it a place of honor, then it really isn't like that important to you in terms of that memory or that nostalgia. And so then there's the conversation of, is this something you should really be yeah. keeping. Do you ever watch Hoarders? Do you, do you ever? I think I've watched a couple episodes. Um, the one, like the show I watched was more like people who just have, like Tons just need more organizational Yeah, like a skills. Dateline show that yeah. comes out and they're like, this person can't find their fifth child because <laughs> they have so many back issues of the New Yorker. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I haven't... Uh, I, I've watched some of those shows. I, I haven't really personally known... Oh, well, I don't know. I can't really say that, I guess. I don't know. Like, it is interesting because it's more than just like, oh, they're, they're kind of a messy individual. This can It's a very, very difficult thing. You can yeah. you can see some people, especially married people, who one person is a is very nostalgia-driven hoarder and the other one's not, and they're trying to be this, you know, well, I'm going to choose to go minimalistic or whatever this year. And it can create... So this is not just a, oh, this is good for... Um, uh, cleanliness and and un- undecluttering your life that that like the emotions of this thing can go pretty deep yeah. on, on some things and uh, so I, I didn't mean to uh, or I don't, I don't mean to take it lightly and being like hey this is just a general good idea guys I think this is like this is a this is a big 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 thing for a lot of people so um, and I I think it's a um, I think that lines into very well Jesus's mm-hmm. comments about um, quit being so attached to your dang stuff guys it's not worth it you know. And well, and it's also that um, like we let our things define us instead of letting our our self-worth and our definition be found in like as a Christian be found in Christ. And so like that's also that piece as well. Or and even if you're not a Christian, having your self-worth defined by your things is not necessarily ideal either. So and Kylie's addition to this this last week was the idea of I want people in my life to spark joy i want um i don't want it to be things Mm -hmm. um and i I mentioned that a little bit and it probably deserves more than i I gave it but when she 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 said the whole you hold things in and and you kind of have like like this connection with them and as long as it has to do with other people like i like this because so and so likes this or i like this because it allows me to connect very well with the people that I love. If it if it doesn't centralize around people, then then what is it really? You're just, it's just stuff at that point. So, mm-hmm. um, which is a good good thought for that too. So, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Yep. But, um, I talked a little bit about some Desert Father stuff, uh, and I, I I really haven't um, I really haven't talked about them 
historically much. I attended a uh, conference one time in Kennewick at a Presbyterian church right by the... Um, by Zintel? Yeah, by Zintel Creek. Oh, yeah. that's my parents' church. Is it? Yep. Yeah. Kennewick First Presbyterian Church. They brought <laughs> down... Uh, oh, man, I'm forgetting his name. Is it from Whitworth? Yeah, from Whitworth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know his name either, but I think I know what Gerald conference Sitzer. you're talking about. Gerald Sitzer. There you go. Uh, Gerald Sitzer is a professor up there, and he, it was uh, he had written a couple books on a few things, and he was writing one on the Desert Fathers. And I remember going with my dad and sitting in and hearing about these these people. And there, it's it's considered extra biblical because it's not it didn't wasn't part of the Bible. So everybody's like, oh well, that's just I don't need that, right? But it's a it was an important part of the church for sure, as they're trying to make sense of what does life look like post Jesus. <laughs> Excuse me, and they uh, and they go into this ascetic sort of lifestyle, which I defined in second service, and I didn't do it in first. I, I should do it like this: p- intentionally withdrawn. A- asceticism is like I'm going to purposely do without. So if you've ever taken a, a, a fast, or or um, if you've ever gone like a strict diet or a keto diet, like I'm gonna, I'm choosing to deny myself Snickers bars uh, <laughs> because I would like to live until I'm 70. So uh, that is a form of, uh, but if, when you do it for spiritual purposes or whatever, yeah. that's the asceticism part. Um, and so I, I learned about all these um, uh, these guys and, and some of their writings and how it was a very disciplined, regimented um, denying oneself so that you can focus on other things, which then transformed into uh, monasteries. Why do we have to do it in a desert? You know, can't we just build like these fortresses out in the middle of nowhere and do that and uh, and, and convents and all that kind of stuff? And so that's where like the of, monastic lifestyle yep, and all of those yeah. kind of stemmed from. Yeah, one of the uh, um, um, Saint Benedict um, was part of, or, or I'm trying to remember if he was part of the Desert Fathers or learned or was mentored by one of the Desert Fathers, who then wrote the rule of of Benedictine monks and mm-hmm. then uh, has all that. I would need to kind of do some research to be able to back that up with some actual facts. But if I remember, if I'm remembering correctly, that's either he drew influence from them or was part of them or something like that. And yeah. then, and then wrote up the rules for monastic orders, which is, which was followed in that significant way. So, um, yeah, it's always inspiring. Cause I just feel like, um, especially in this time of year, I know I live with excess of too much stuff and I, I know, <laughs> Um, whether it's uh, food, diet, scheduling, uh, selfish time versus family time versus I don't know, whatever else, mm-hmm. um, you, you can always do better. You can do better. In fact, we, <laughs> as I walked in the door this morning, uh, I, I, had, I had a box of donuts from our men's uh-huh. group and I said, am I gonna, you want a donut? And what'd you say? I'm like, yeah, sure. Ah, re- resolutions, <laughs> whatever. Right? Like we know and like you would never say anything about resolutions if it was November. You'd yeah. be like, Either yes, I want one, or no, I don't. Uh-huh. And you could have said yes, I do, or no, I don't this morning. But instead, yeah. we invoke this like <laughs> guilty. I should be doing better. I like, totally we thought all in my head with this. When you asked, I was like, "Well, this isn't. This is anti-resolution time. Like yeah. offering me a donut." Right. <laughs> I'm like the little devil on your shoulder, Megan. Look at it has sprinkles. To be fair, I don't always have one. And to be so. fair, like I have no idea even if, if that was a resolution for it's you. Do you know one. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. So it's like we invoke it even yeah. though it's not even actually something that we're dealing with. Yeah. But it's just in this time of year, we're so, we're so like it. And what I didn't do yesterday and I hope to get to, in fact, Amy is going to be doing part three of this series. Yes. It's very exciting. And Amy's one of the most if uh, minimalistic people that I know, or uh, she's like MacGyver when it comes to crafts. Like she's yeah. able to like 
I took these two paper clips and I make this table out of it. <laughs> and I, I did it, it so like minimalistically, right? Uh, so I'm super excited uh, because A, she's on our leadership team and she has a voice at the table of decisions and everything. And uh, and she's going to get a chance to talk to, about something I, I perceive to be a strength for her. And I hope she goes really, repra- really practical because I didn't have a lot of like, okay, so go home and find three things uh, and they all have to start with a letter, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> it was very much a just we got to make this part of our our lifestyle. This should be, and that's what I closed it off with, which I loved, love, love that piece at the end of when you do it once in a while, if you do your duty, but you only do it sometimes, yeah. it can develop conceit in your life. Um, you, you must learn that uh, doing your duty out of a sense of duty and not getting any praise for it and just doing it because you're supposed to do it. I have to tell you that during first service when you were saying duty, duty. all those times, <laughs> I heard this. That's because like, you're a teacher and no, you got little I kids. Know. I heard a man behind me giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Giggity. Duty. Yeah, that's funny. I was like, ah, uh, yes, we're mature. Yeah, we got it. We got it. We got it covered. <laughs> That um, but that quote was kind of one of my favorite parts of your um, talk yesterday as well. I just and that whole idea of doing things for not for like the praise of doing them, but doing them because that's how you live your best life. That's how you like are the most healthy. That's how you are the most whatever, and. And also, like, when we are practicing the things we're supposed to do in that kind of a way, we're just doing those things because that's what you do, and we're doing them daily, and we're doing them without fanfare. That's when they actually become part of your life and part of your habit and part of how you practice. And so I was just, I was thinking about that last night also, just that piece of when, like, when we're doing things once in a while, we're like, yeah. I want people to see this. Yeah. I want this to be, yeah. I'm, put, I'm taking pictures. I'm like, and not to call it my friend, but my friend just recently posted. <laughs> Let's do it though. You yeah, know what? She like sent a picture to our um, messenger group of her counter, which was very clean. And she's like, I need some affirmation because it's never this clean. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, it's fine. Yeah, which is like, great. whatever. Like, I mean, it wasn't on like, it wasn't like to the public. It was just yeah, to the friend group. Right. But still, when you were talking about that, that's what I thought in my head. I was yeah. like, that's funny. And then she'll, she does it again. <laughs> hey, guys, counter still clean. You know, yeah. you're like, oh no, this should just be a yeah. part of it, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, Corey McCoy sent out a group text uh, after service to me and a, a couple of buddies and said, <clears throat> uh, let it be known that at 9.50 of whatever time it was, mm-hmm. uh, Brent included a Chris Rock uh, quote with a George McDonald quote because <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with Chris Rock comedy, no. but he's got a bit about him and his kids and his kids doing something like uh-huh. the chores or something. And he goes, "What, what you want a cookie?" Yeah, you know. <laughs> and I didn't say what you want a cookie. Uh, uh, you did I, say talk about giving. Yeah, someone... I said, what, "What? What do you want? Like a star?" Or a, a, no, you said, "What do you want a cookie?" Did I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did I say? Did. It? I didn't think I did in first service. I'll have to go back and listen to it. Uh, but uh, so then second service, I definitely was like, "Oh yeah," I because it wasn't. Yeah. In, the t- in my framework of yeah. thinking, but apparently yeah. sometimes when you're so inclined to that, you just <laughs> no. You definitely were like, out. "What do you want? A cookie? What you want? A cookie?" <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rock, so great. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else from the talk at all? Uh, no. Okay. 
Good. It. I'm super excited for the series. Uh, Going to run for three weeks, um, so make sure you be a part of it. If you if you missed it, you can always catch up at eastlaketricities.com slash talks. All right, so let's nice. transition now to our something interesting that we have found. Uh, we've had two weeks to kind of buckle mm-hmm. this thing in, so hopefully you found something real good. And uh, <laughs> the, the bar is super high right oh, now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so in, on that note, I'm going to allow you to go oh, first. You're so <laughs> generous. I just can't uh, even handle <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I think what I have is pretty good. Okay. So my brother, so this past July, I went to Colorado and spent some time with my brother and sister-in-law. And while we were there, we watched an episode of the show on Amazon Prime called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And I always called it Maisel. Can um, I confess? Maisel. I know. I, I didn't know. I've only seen the title on yeah. it. We should watch that Mrs. Maisel some, sometime. And Kylie never corrected me, even though she's watched the show. Anyways. Um, anyway, and so my brother got me a year subscription to Prime for Christmas. Sweet. Yeah. That's life-changing, yeah. guys. That is the gift that gives all year long. Yeah, and then gets me all hooked on it. And Yeah. Anyway. Um, and so I spent my winter break binge-watching the two seasons of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And it is wonderful. Um, there is nudity in like the first episode, but that's the only nudity. There's a lot of language um, and like kind of sex innuendo talk. Um, but that's, it's not super, not like any, a lot of sex scenes or like any sex scenes or anything like that. So um, if you can handle the language, it's pretty good. Um, it's just this witty, it's really witty. Uh, if you watched Gilmore Girls, it's written by the same woman that writ- wrote that. So it's kind of similar, um, quick, witty banter kind of stuff. Um, so it's about this uh, woman in the late 1950s who she's kind of a Upper West Side Jewish princess. And she, her husband uh, leaves her and she discovers that she is in fact an incredible stand-up comedian. And it's kind of her story of um, diving into that world of stand-up comedy and doing that as a woman in the late 1950s. And um, yeah, so, and it's, but she's also this like Jewish princess from the Upper West Side. So. (laughs) I love it. I love any show. Sorry. I know you're talking, I'm looking up something because I remember seeing a promo for it um, and recognizing her. And I don't know, her name is Alex Bornstein. Yes. Bornstein. Mm-hmm. Um, is it is it her manager or a friend? Yes, or it's sister? her man. So the she plays this character named Susie, and that is her. That's the Mrs. Maisel's manager. She kind of discovers her, um, and so yeah, that's they're like the two main characters. She was on <clears throat> Mad TV back when I was in high school mm-hmm. and watched Mad TV and SNL like every weekend. And she had a recurring character named Mrs. Swan. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had a tagline. And I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head. And I can't do it. But like I remember seeing the promos for it and going, like, I recognize that face somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's also, been so long. Um, oh, what's his name? The guy that plays Monk on... Uh, did you ever watch the show Monk? Uh-huh. Uh, no, but I know, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. What's his name? Anyway, he plays uh, Mrs. Maisel's dad, and her name is um, Miriam, but they all call her Midge. So, and she just won a Golden Globe last night. It's her second Golden Globe for her role as the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Nice. And they cleaned up at the Emmys last summer, and it's it's quality. 
I highly recommend. Okay, I just found it, guys. Okay. I just I just Googled it. <laughs> Urban Dictionary comes through for me. Uh, her name was Mrs. Swan, and uh, she was a manicurist at the gorgeous, pretty, <laughs> gorgeous, pretty beauty nail salon. Um, and she uh, frequently sketches. People ask her questions, but she never gives a solid answer. She usually states, okay, I tell you everything. Okay, I tell you everything. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... He look like a man. That's what he, he would, she would always be describing somebody. He look like a man. Oh my gosh. Oh, like high school, all flooding back in. Miss Swan, Mad TV, mm. Alex Borstein. Check it out. Also, check out Mrs. Maisel. Yep. And while you're there, I'll just give in, um, I'll give my, uh, uh, my something interesting. Same thing. If you're already on Prime, you might as well jump into The Man in the High Castle. Uh, we're coming in. I'm coming into it late. It's like that they just dropped their third season. I'd heard a bunch about it. Never really got into it. The show's great. You should. Um, it's set in this uh, dystopian, like what if kind of alternate universe where uh, the a- Axis won World War II, and so the U.S. is split between the Japanese Pacific states on the west coast uh, and the Third Reich uh, or the Greater Third Reich or whatever on the uh, on the east coast all the way through the Midwest. There's like a middle zone. There's some cool stuff. I mean, we're, we're only like six episodes in. Uh, but it's uh, there's some pretty good acting in it, and it's like a good like what if. But the best part about it for me uh, was the uh, not the best part, but a, a really cool part that I think is really an interesting part of it. Because other than being a good show, this part's interesting. Um, the opening song is a song called Edelweiss, oh, yeah. um, which is from The Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was also the Austrian, it's like the Austrian national song yes it, it is because it talks mm-hmm. about my homeland um is is whatever and so. i believe in during world war ii that song was a little bit of a um like rebel song against the third reich i think so yeah at least that's how they portray it in sound of Dude, music the girl but who i believe sings that's it true has got like this crazy cool voice man yeah. she, it's a um uh i can't remember her name right now i think she's uh swedish and it's uh, you can't find it on, but you have to you have to YouTube it because it's not on like Spotify because it's just a theme song opening thing. But if you go to my Twitter page at Brent Johnson, uh, there was a, a story that came out about it on I think Vox or Variety or something like that about the history behind the song, how it was part of the sound of music, like a, a rebel song, and who sings it now, uh, and just the way that they chose it. But then also they decided to take out uh, one of the opening lines to kind of set it and make it a lot darker than it is. Oh. So it's like this ironic contrast between a song that's supposed to be about craving my our our motherland and bright and beautiful and all this kind of stuff and th- but it's set in this like ominous dark it is perfect for the series whoever thought of using that and and doing it the way that they did it brilliant because the opening credits <laughs> are you're like bought into the show before the evens you know the actors even show up on the scene it's so nice. check it out super great um all right that'll do it for yeah. our say something interesting's uh this next week will be part two of minimalism, so check that out. We are also kicking off our starting point. We haven't uh, we haven't done one of these in a while, so um, eight weeks of of like the basics of Christianity. Steve is leading that up, so if you're interested in hitting that up, check out the East Lake Weekly this week and get a part of that. Um, and uh, yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can't remember how we close these things. It's been two weeks. <laughs> You can find us on the socials. I already mentioned yes. mine at Brent Johnson. Meg and at, is at Meg at Meg Bojan. B-E-A-U-J-O-N. I almost said it for you, and then I just caught you myself did. and just yeah. finished it for you. <laughs> uh, and then we'll also be at East Lake Podcast. 
at yes. Eastlake Podcast on Twitter. Find us there, and then we'll try and post anything that we talked about uh, in, in that way, uh, in that format as well. Great. Have yep. a great week, guys. Yes. See you next week. Bye. Bye.